this is Paul from Eon to This, and you are listening to Matt Massacre on Straight to the Core Podcast. Howdy doodly friends. I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons lately. Thank you, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Matt Massacre here for episode 29 of the podcast. Welcome to Straight to the Core. And, man, I didn't realize how much I would truly miss, or how much I truly did miss being back behind this microphone until last week. Because um, I was gone for a good couple months. And I really didn't think anything of it because I had more shit to focus on than I wanted to focus on <laughs> uh but man i'm so happy to be back and it was really cool to come back with uh, paul o'brien and eon's abyss and i was nervous not gonna lie to you not gonna lie to you because that was the first time we've done any kind of webcam interview long distance international interview whatever you want to call it and it was really cool to have those guys be the first because they've been really sub- supportive of of the podcast and me and everything and so that was really cool um and if you haven't had an opportunity, there is the video podcast interview available now on the brand new YouTube channel. Uh, so if you, had, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to that, please do. Just search for Straight to the Core Podcast on YouTube. YouTube's kind of goofy when it comes to URLs. And I think I've mentioned that before on previous episodes, especially when there's a band on that I've featured uh, that have YouTube links to like a music video or a lyric video or some other video content. It's not as simple as like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter where it's just, you know, the URL forward slash band name. YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash nonsense. Like it's just letters and numbers across the board and there's no rhyme or reason to it. So for me to vocalize that, it's very, very hard. So I just tell people to search for things. So just search for Straight to the Core Podcast on YouTube. Um, Please subscribe. I would appreciate it more than words uh, for all future interviews. And, you know, with YouTube, the sky's the limit. There's so much other stuff I could do on there, uh, which I might dabble here and there and maybe do, uh, you know, more video work with me talking in front of the microphone. I'm not sure. I do got to get a new webcam, and I didn't even really think about the fact that the virus, being that people were stuck in their homes for months, that the only way some people could communicate is via the Internet. And I didn't think about the fact that YouTube, (laughs) that webcams would be fucking nowhere nowhere i've gone everywhere locally that i would know would have a webcam and i cannot find shit because i've been just using the webcam the stock webcam uh, on my laptop but i do most of the podcast work on my desktop and so i've had to like transfer files and and do a bunch of stuff that that's i mean it's fine it's just you know it'd be a lot easier if i could just do it on one computer and not transfer between two different ones so hopefully I'll get a brand new webcam here soon that I can use on the desktop and maybe do some cool stuff on YouTube. But uh, I don't want to rant and rave too long because we got an amazing episode lined up. Uh, we got our friends Jazz Green and Isaiah Peltz doing a back-to-back interviews here on the podcast. And these guys are from the Indiana-based band Indomitable. And they're from Indianapolis, I believe. Indian- Indianapolis region of Indiana. And these guys are really fun to talk to. We talked for a little over an hour. And uh, the video segment, the video podcast edition of this interview will be available on YouTube, like I just mentioned. So make sure if you want to, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous interview and want to put a face to the voice for myself and for our guests, 
then by all means, please check out the YouTube interview. Uh, it's the same interview as you'd hear on this episode. It's just video. Uh, but these guys are really cool. The young band just started out uh, last year in 2019. Uh, they just released their first, sing- first single titled Scorcher uh, late February, in late February. And uh, we're going to go ahead and play that here right now. And then I'll talk a bit more about the band and the interview and stuff. But uh, without further ado, here is the first single from Indomitable titled Scorcher. Let's do it.
crunchy, groovy, amazing. I mean, that's the first four words that come to mind after listening to that song, and that's it. That was Scorcher, the first single by the band Indomitable out of Indiana. And these guys, I mean, I cannot wait. We talked about it in the interview, which you'll hear here in a couple minutes. Um, They are currently working on a new EP uh, that hopefully will be released sometime soon because I'm really excited to hear new music. We talked a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot of bit. <laughs> we talked quite a bit on new music, um, ideas they have and whatnot in the interview. Um, and I'm really excited to hear it because I love Scorcher. I just love the rawness of it. The rawness, I think, is the most attractive thing to me about that song. And, you know, the groove, it's got sick grooves in it and just the crunch of the guitar and it's thrash elements in there. I love me a good thrash riff. And uh, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Thank you to Indomitable. Um, thank you. These are one of the bands I mentioned it last week. Uh, but Jazz Green, um, this is the first time I communicated with these guys. And it's really cool uh, to finally be able to speak to them face-to-face. Well, webcam to webcam, I guess. But uh, um, Jazz Green, the bass player, uh, we've been in contact for a few months now. And Indomitable is one of the bands that... I was in contact with before I kind of put the podcast on pause uh, for a bit. So I want to thank Jazz and Indomitable um, and Isaiah for being so patient. And I'm really glad we finally got to be able to put this together and uh, sit down and chat for a few minutes. Well, it was over an hour, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, But enough about me. Um, It is over an hour and I'm about 11, 12 minutes deep here in this talking segment. So. Uh, without further ado, let's get right, in, right into this interview with Mr. Jazz Green and Isaiah Peltz of Indomitable. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Matt Massacre here for another awesome interview with two cool dudes. I got Jazz Green and Isaiah. I forget your last name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The bass player and vocalist for the band Indomitable, right? Well, yes, sir. You guys are from Indiana. Yes, sir. Now, you guys are a younger band. You just started relatively recently, right? Yeah, we just came about 2019 is when I think we all were finally in the band together. About April, we solidified yeah. you later on you. I was the last one to join. 
So where did uh, where did the name come from? Where, what's the inspiration behind? That'd be uh, Thomas and Dakota. They they went through a few name changes and they just set, they were settled on that before I came in and just one I guess maintain the macho unable right. to be dominated. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> so how was the how has the virus affected you guys? Is it has it been pretty pretty you know being a younger band trying to yeah. tighten up your sound and tighten up your songs and stuff i bet you it's been a pain in the ass trying to get together and yeah it's been pretty damaging if i'm gonna be honest with you our next our last show was supposed to well our fourth show was supposed to be in ohio and we were opening for bro bravera i think is how you pronounce it casket maker and that just got delayed postponed to like august wow so we had another show in may that got um canceled and we were supposed to have been recording this entire time, but just due to everyone's health, we've been trying to keep our distance. And this is the first time we're all starting to get back together. This is the first time you two have been in the same room together? Not um, our first Just time. last weekend was the first time. Last time? Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's that's insane. I mean, I feel for for all these younger bands like you guys. Like, I had a band on the show from uh, from Italy. Uh, the, the show, I think it was in early April, I did an episode with a band from Italy. And Italy got hit bad there in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was saying like those guys just started out. They're, they're called Spasticus. Okay. Those guys just started out, and like Italy was like hard on the lockdown, like yeah. hard, like in your home, don't leave. Yeah, in trouble if you leave. So those guys just made a post a couple weeks ago saying they finally got in the jam spot again and finally able to oh, to, to do stuff. I'm like man, that's good. But I feel so bad for the younger bands because it's like you guys are just starting out. You guys are just getting used to each other, you know, playing music together. And, and, and it's different, you know, because I'm not I've never been in a band, but I know a lot of musicians, a lot of personal friends and stuff. And yeah. being a friend is a totally different thing than being a bandmate. I get you. You know what I mean? So well, it's not the best of both worlds. Yeah. Right. But uh, so. um. Tell us about the, the 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 single you guys got released. Is it the only single you guys have so far? Yeah, Scorcher. Yeah, so we just released that in January. Um, I think that was the main song we were. That's the first song we started to work on, and that we wanted to hit the ground running and get out the door. Um, just the hardest hitter. Yeah, just all the way through. Just and it's def it's more thrash and uh, death metal more than anything. It's just big collage of all different types of metal and i fucking love it <laughs> yeah, i've listened to it a few times now and it's definitely i like the rawness of it right on it's I just very that. very raw and very aggressive you know we wanted a more live raw sound we wanted to be because of course you're not really exactly capture the energy you would in a concert setting right. but we want to try and get it as close as possible on the recording and then of course we will re re-record later point but i mean yeah i mean as long as you got something out there i mean you guys got plans for like an album you mentioned an album uh how, how how's that going how's that doing right now. seven songs deep yeah we're seven songs in we're gonna release an ep first okay uh, we're starting the process back up and we should have uh, another single out come beginning of fall you got any cool. name ideas yet for it or there's been playing around with some names, but yeah. we're not—we're still not settled not on it. On not yet. committed yet. <laughs> I get it. 
Um, so how hard was the writing process writing that first single, being a band for the first time and writing together for the first time? Relatively flawless, actually. We really seem to like just pick up on each other's vibes when it comes to writing. And just the, the fir- those first seven songs actually came together pretty easily, I would say. Some of the songs were done before with uh, Thomas and Dakota because originally it was just those two in the ba- in the garage for like two years. <laughs> right. And they had a few songs. They had the basics of Scorcher, I think. Uh, they had uh, Panic Vision, which used Grave to be War- Jungle, yeah. <laughs> and then Grave Worship, and what the end up becoming Flesh that separates. They had a, those initial riffs, Karmic Solution, and. Uh, Palin drum didn't come until after me and Jazz were in the band. So then we got to have our own input. Right. The different flavors that complement their flavors, and you get a good song. Yeah. Totally yeah. cool. For me, I mean, coming in last and then writing the bass part kind of last, it was a kind of, it was difficult a little bit, but it was a little also freeing because I'm not doing the typical following the guitar in any of the songs, really. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe dance around that fretboard, man. It's awesome. And, uh, it, it gives them more melodic feel and just gives that extra feeling. Adds a little funk. <laughs> so, Jay, you play a five string, right, Jazz? I actually play a six. So, do the guitar players play seven, eight strings? No, they're you, playing six as well. They're playing six? So you both play? Wow. So, it's a definitely a low, groove, <laughs> a low, low groove going on from the bass. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, um, inspirationally, what. Uh, as artists individually, whether it be vocals or bass, where do you draw your most musical inspiration from? So for me personally, uh, Mike Patton's a heavily a heavy influence okay. on my music. He's just he's not afraid to get out of the box and get his hands all, all over everything. And that's kind of like what I would like to do in the metal scene, at least, is right. try to get my fingerprints on everything. Uh, Travis Ryan from Cal Decapitation, uh, right. Greg Pucciato from Dillinger, just High energy, versatile vocalist Devin Townsend, strapping young lad, Devin Townsend right. project. You know, all just people's range, versatility, power, and just balls to the wall frontman. You know, that's pretty much what I look forward to, and that's what I try to bring out of myself. Oh yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, I range everywhere from the typical Victor Wooten, but because I mean, he's just the virtuoso that everyone, every bassist looks up to. You see him, you want to do that. Yeah. Um, but I also go into Thundercat and I like, and the way, how funky he can get with his bass lines, he can get super complicated and at the same time, super simple. And it just takes you on that experience. But I mean, I'll take inspirations and music musically from Kendrick Lamar and how he demonstrates his, um, musicality okay. and his vocals. Uh, even in Jimmy, I take a lot of, I actually, a lot of my bigger influences are guitar players and how I play, especially Jimmy, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, but on the back on the bass side, my favorite metal bassist right now is still Ryan Martini. The things he did in Mudbound. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's un, uncomparable. <laughs> I saw him, I saw Mudvayne live in 2009. It's the only time I ever saw him and he was fucking destroying it. Oh my God. It, it was so great to see him live. And I don't think he's doing anything anymore. No, that's what's killing me. It's like, man, you got so much talent, you're just sitting there, bro. Like, <laughs> do something. Life. Man, like, fuck. 
that needs Mudbane back now. Right. I know. I mean, all these bands <laughs> are making a comeback. <laughs> all these bands are making a comeback. You know, like Ghost Inside came back, and yeah. Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle, I heard coming back. Tool came back. I mean, come on, where's Mudvayne? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hell yeah. So uh, if you guys could, we're gonna play the single. I'm gonna do like an intro to the episode, and then I'll play the interview, and then I'll do an outro, and then I'll be playing Scorcher before before the interview. So by the time people listen to this, they've already heard the song. So for you guys, if you could describe because i'll be doing the uh the interview separately on youtube so mm-hmm. for those people that are listening on youtube that haven't had a chance to listen to the episode on spotify or whatever they listen to yeah. you could describe your sound what's something that you could compare it to to give an idea of what every time someone asks us, we're like i have not a fucking clue i have no <laughs> idea <laughs> just because they throw a little bit of everything there in there as well. They got the jazz elements, no pun intended. You know? <laughs> there it is. Hell yeah. That's all I have now. It's, I it's it's so, yeah. I mean, because I, I asked the question because I'm like, I listened to it. I'm like, man, what the f- These guys are different, you know? Like, I couldn't, like, and then not in a bad way, of course, yeah. but like. Just wait till you hear the rest of the song. Yeah, I'm excited. Honestly. for sure. So speaking Nothing of. Else is the same. That's the best part about it. Right. So speaking of jazz, is that your birth name or is that a nickname? No, that's birth. That's a birth name. That's unique as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> First person I ever met legitimately named Jazz. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. jazz influence, you know? Right. That's really cool. Um, so what are some goals for you guys after this virus kind of hopefully dies down? Hopefully by the, hopefully music can somewhat get back to normalcy by the end of 2020, but if not. We're not shows, man. Yeah, we just want to get back out there. We, it's mean, like we got our foot in the door, and then yeah. and we were there. But I was like, "Yeah," and then we got pushed back out by security. You know? <laughs> right. Put out. Right. Yeah, like that's how it kind of feels right now. I think my biggest goal for the band is to get get an album out. I want an album out by the uh, time we can get it back in full swing. Goddamn right. Yeah, and just get some more uh, out of state shows going. We've been connecting with a few bands. I would say like Cryptostatic over. In Iowa, I believe they are. I know Utah. Sorry, <laughs> and I really want to play with them. We were supposed to play with them in August, but we'll see how all th- everything plays out. I mean, I'm from Illinois, so I'm not too far away. So I might be able to swing some stuff for you guys. Oh yeah, out in the northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin area. I might be able to talk to some friends and stuff because we got a good, we got a solid local heavy music scene in this area. So I especially for uh, Rockford too. Yeah, yeah. Rockford Illinois got a crazy scene. Too. Yeah, it's crazy. There's so much talent in this town. It's crazy, but it sucks for these guys too because they got nowhere to play now. You know, they got everything's shut down. So even if they, there's a lot of people. It's funny. There's a lot of people doing like deck shows. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I love that. Like, <laughs> it's that like crazy. Mouth, man. Right. I didn't think that would be a thing that came back. Right. <laughs> so I saw a video last night of a local band playing on somebody like some rich dude's fucking giant ass deck you know <laughs> just playing jamming out and there's a video there's a camera you know out in the distance and shit and i'm like yeah that's fucking awesome i'm not above <laughs> playing in a bubble for a crowd just saying. right just get a giant <laughs> dome like a thing <laughs> bounce me around upside down shit while i'm just trying to scream <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely talk to some friends and see if we can yeah, man. work some stuff out. Because I, I mean, I love Scorcher. I know you guys got a bunch of shit planned for the mm-hmm. future, and I'd love to hear it live. So hopefully 2020 is not a complete con, <laughs> you know. Can, some shit can happen at the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like, we made it this far. This is what we've gotten through. Yeah, so we're far. not stopping yet. Right. It's insane. We're keep doing something. 2020 yeah. has been one of them years where it's like, it's one of those book, years yeah. you want to forget <laughs> because so oh, much yeah. shit has happened. Everybody in the thought, like, this is our year. This is our year. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, this year is nobody. This is right. I was so bummed because New Year's 2019 to 2020. The way yeah. my work schedule was, mm-hmm. I worked twelve-hour shifts overnight, and New Year's was something like a Tuesday or something. Yeah. And so, due to how my schedule landed, I was gonna have to work overnight and spend New Year's at my desk, at Man. work in the freaking in, in a metal shop in a metal metal fabrication shop. Luckily, wow. it didn't happen. So they thought about it and they're like, "Wait a minute, we're not gonna let these guys work." <laughs> <laughs> overnight and just sitting you know sitting at sitting at their desks eating lunch because my my lunch was at midnight no i hear you yeah we came i came in the new year's uh with same kind of shit i thought this i knew this was gonna be a bad year from the start i came right. in hurt my back was in the hospital yeah. and stuff played our second show uh at the with a hurt back. <laughs> right, so you hey, you hurt. still did it, man. I fucking did it. <laughs> you thought about putting him up there in a recliner, dude. <laughs> you got sit a lazy boy taking right, up just sit, by just all means. Right. That's awesome. So I knew then, like like I said, I knew then that 2020 was going to be a fucking dick. <laughs> I'm like, if I can't celebrate a new decade, like something's wrong. Something <laughs> ain't right. I don't like this. And the next thing you know, Australia's on fire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. Here it goes. <laughs> Still haven't seen one of the murder hornets yet. Yeah, I haven't I'm seen one of them either. Around the corner. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the aliens. I mean, yeah. it's about time. I keep True. seeing memes. There's a meme I saw. It was an alien. Like, shit, I'm nervous. It's our turn. <laughs> 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 We're next. <laughs> every month's another thing, man. It's everything, man. We got halfway there. And this virus, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's easy to tell people to stay in their homes when it's 20 degrees outside. Yeah. But when it's fucking 88 and sunny on June, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> now, all I want to do is go outside. That's, right. <laughs> that's all you want to do is go outside and socialize. Start being outdoors, man. Jam, go to shows. Shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like. I'll just walk. <laughs> right. Just go on hikes and shit. Like, Illinois is being a stickler about shit because of Chicago. You yeah. know? Yeah. Chicago, it's not, it's not Illinois, it's Chicago. <laughs> you know so of course they, yeah they speak for themselves <laughs> right you know 13 million people packed into a little corner of course mm-hmm. shit's gonna spread quick but they yeah. use that as a, new york city too man yeah. all that new york city alone wasteland yeah, yeah. so it's hard and then being that rockford's so close to chicago mm-hmm. you know i'm like an hour and a half away if that oh you look you're in rockford yeah i live in rockford yeah Oh no, shit! That's cool. Yeah. I didn't even know you were actually from there. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm from Rockford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a buddy that's from, that lives. We used to live around there, and so that's the reason he told me about the music scene there. And just that's why I brought it up. I didn't know you were from Rockford. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, like I said, man, the music scene around here is. So I mean, I've kind of fallen off the last couple of years because I've been kind of doing other things and not really going out as much. Oh, yeah. But there's so many new bands that have sprouted up over the last three or four years it's insane it's insane yeah they're indie scene especially i'm about to say it's kind of been like that here 
recently. I mean, it kind of died down for a bit, but we're, we've been on an uptick for the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, we joined in on the uptick. I think <laughs> once the coronavirus shit's over, everybody's yeah. going to come back, and when they finally oh get God. to be at a show again, right. they will be... Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be a sight to see. It's yeah, they're, they're much more appreciated. I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, honestly. Even though this is the shit we had to go through to get to it. Right. It kind of makes you learn that, you know, don't yeah. d- don't not appreciate the good things in life because you yeah. don't realize that they're not, they're, you don't realize they're as awesome as they are until they're fucking taken away from you. Exactly. It's a hard thing for a musician too. When you build yourself up, you've been crafting your skill, you know, over the years and then all of a sudden this and you're like, well, was it going to end? Are we, is this right. new normal? Is this what we're going to do? No is more shows, period. Like yeah. what? Did I just waste my life? Right. <laughs> fuck. The fuck have I been doing? <laughs> it's hopefully. a little depressing. Yeah. I mean, hopefully like, hopefully for these younger bands like you guys and other bands in the same shoes that you're wearing, hopefully it can not affect you guys too much. Hopefully it's, you know. Yeah. It's, my advice for that is just keep writing through it. Right. At least keep doing something in the meantime. Don't completely stop. Right. It's it is the, it's the digital age. You can easily record and and practice quotes in the air, you know. Yeah, right. You send me a thing, and I'll write over it. And we'll practice it when we get there. Or right. Play some vocals over it, and then we'll figure it out from there. Figure it out. At least you got something, you know, a skeleton at least of a song that you can perfect once you can get in a room together. You know. We're still writing, regardless of we are get together or not. We're still writing. So when we do get together, we hit the ground run. Yeah. Right. For sure. Beyond ready. So you guys are talking about playing playing out of state. If you could, what are some dream venues? If you ever could reach a point in time where you get to a point that you could play at a venue anywhere, not even just in the United States, but around yep. the world, dream venue for you guys. My dream uh, venue is defunct. It, was, it would have been CBGB's. That's what I was... <laughs> <laughs> CBGB's, fucking Holy bad brain. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. shit. For sure. Oh, well, there you go, man. It's, it's, it's funny. Day, it's man. funny because I was talking to my buddy Paul from Australia last week, and yeah. I interviewed him last week, and I asked him the same question. Being from Australia, I don't know if there's like some you know iconic Australian venues that nobody knew about or whatever. And I said CBGBs because he was talking about because he's been he's older. He's like yeah, fifteen twenty years older than me, probably closer to fifteen. But he started playing in the nineties, and. I was talking about CBGBs, and he's like, yeah, I would love to play there back in the day, you know, da 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 Like, that's just kind of funny that you guys both said CBGBs. And I talked <laughs> about it. <last laughs> <week>. That's amazing. <laughs> you just witnessed a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <sighs> but, um, so, we've talked about your goals. So, if you could play with anybody, if you could open for anybody on any tour, who would it be? Fuck. I'm a little biased. I'd still go for cow decapitation or something with Mike Patton. <laughs> Honestly, something crazy. Uh, I, I'd like to play some with some punk bands too, some hardcore punk bands. There you go. I'd be in the minority, but I really want to play with Machine Head. I fucking love. I Machine like Machine Head. Head. I don't have any hate. I love all kinds of music. Machine Head's cool. I like. Yeah, like, I haven't yeah, checked out the newest stuff. Well, I didn't say anything about the newest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Flynn, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do put the blackening on a pedestal, for sure. 
right? from Machine Head because that came out what 2007, 2006. Yeah, something like that. That's my favorite. Yeah, still my. That's my favorite too. I still think uh, what Bloodstone Diamond. Yeah, that that's a good follow up because it's still along the same Mm -hmm. vein as. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, the the melodies and thrash more of a thrash influence on yeah. those albums are pretty cool. I'm more partial to the thrash death influence. I just remember seeing them at Mayhem and they put on such a fucking great show. Yeah. I was like, God damn, I want to stage with those guys. And seeing Rob Flynn on a that metal show, I don't know if anybody remembers that. But I do. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> 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 He's the stage. So, um, Shorter than you, believe it or not. No shit. He's shorter than me. I'm a short guy, too. Rob Flynn's short? Yeah, I met him, dude. He's actually shorter than me. How tall are you? I'm only 5'6", dude. Wow. He's shorter than 5'. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> I got a picture. Wow. I'll probably have Jazz sent to you or something. He seems like such an aggressive, like, oh. <laughs> dude. You know? Like, no disrespect to the guy, but it's like, god damn, he's, only, he's shorter than 5'6". That's insane. His persona is larger than life. Right, exactly. Well, I'm five, technically 5'7". Five, now, I hit a gross bird. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the hair. Either way, it's not, no, there's hardly a difference there, buddy. I'm 5'6". I'm 5'6". Five, <laughs> I'm, I'm five, when I get a haircut. Until then, I'm... I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like Dio, too, because Dio was a short dude. Yeah, but a little guy. He was little. If you ever watched the, you guys ever heard of the documentary, uh, The Metal, The Headbanger's Journey? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. of it. It's by a dude yeah. named uh-huh. Sam Dunn. Yeah. It's pretty old now, considering it's about probably 10 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did an interview with Dio when he was still alive. And Dio is a little dude. Like he is like five three, five four. Like he's a little guy. I was like, damn, Dio, like that much power out of your freaking lungs and you're that small? Like that's insane. Wow. Never got to see him live. One thing I one thing that I wish I could go back and do was see Dio. Yeah, I right. never, I never got a chance to. I saw Motorhead before Lemmy died, so that's definitely a plus. Yeah, I got. I, I must say, I think I did too. Actually, I got to see. I, think I, I was, I was happy about that. Yeah, still. He still sounded good too. He still sounded, good too. Yeah, he still sounded still great. Breath, but he's still. Like, yeah, it's Lemmy, dude. <laughs> right, it's, still killing up there. Right. Um. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Um. So for you guys. Is it is it harder to find bands to play with since you're so unique or do you just fit in with everybody? We kind of just play with everybody, honestly. Yeah, if we have our way, we're not really going to turn down a show just because a band's a certain no, that's style. True. Because that's we true. got, like, we, like I said, we got a little something for everybody. Like, like there's a song, we have an anti-racism song called The Flesh That Separates Us, and it goes from the death groovy stuff's a little similar to Scorcher along along that vein, but then it drops to a funk part. And that's a great thing. (laughs) Got people dancing to it, just slow grooving. I'm walking. I think we have some video of it somewhere. Every time it drops, everybody's like, Oh, we didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. I I can definitely see how you guys have like a, well, especially you Isaiah with the, with the Mike Patton influence, you know, with the fake yeah. more and fucking, you know, the shit. fucking random just jazz sections kind of thing. You got, you got <laughs> I can get away with that. We would go full experimental, full yeah. experimental. So I had a buddy. I have a buddy. We were just talking about Mike Patton a couple of days ago. And, uh, he saw his, I guess Mike Patton has a, he's native American. I didn't know he was native American. Yeah. 
No, I didn't, I didn't know that either. And he no. has a band called Tomahawk. Yeah, oh, yeah. They did that, uh, the Anonymous album. Yeah. It's called Native American Tribal Music. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's, he's, just a, he's just a Native American dude that just likes doing shit. And he saw Tomahawk because Metallica did this thing in Detroit called Orion Fest. Mm. And they did, it was an annual thing and they stopped doing it. But he went out, he, tra- he traveled up there to see to see Metallica at Orion Fest and Tomahawk played. And he didn't even know it was Mike Patton until after the fact. He said, wait, I saw Mike Patton? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine that going over your head? Like, wait, I would have appreciated it so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he said. Know. That's what he said. Like, I had no fucking clue, and I'm mad about it, and I can't. Fuck. <laughs> but I'm happy. It didn't, didn't I mean, fade Dan can do no wrong. Even no, his yeah. noise projects, I'm still into. It's mm-hmm. The things he can do with his voice. and just, yeah. It's insane. He can do anything. Yeah. Didn't I, I hear, speaking of comebacks, didn't I hear something about Faith No More making a comeback? Yeah, I actually had tickets, man. That's a, <laughs> oh. like his favorite fucking band. <laughs> well, Mr. Bungle is, but Mike Patton in general, just everything he does. But, right. no, dude, I, ha- I had tickets to go see Faith No More here in Noblesville, and uh, they just recently canceled that tour with Corn. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't Fuck. even postpone, just canceled. Just straight up canceled it. I knew it was coming. I wasn't right. surprised. It wasn't until September, but I, I, I gave up any hope for anything happening. Right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, Here's the next one, man. I miss Lamb of God again, like the third fucking time. That's I was that. gonna buy tickets to that. I'm glad I didn't. Uh-huh. Knowing, <laughs> knowing what I know now, I was on the fence because I'm like, man, because my fiance really likes Trivium. Yeah, yeah, I Trivium. fucking love Trivium. Yeah, Trivium. and she's never seen him live, so I was gonna. Our anniversary was yesterday. Funny enough. And I was going to buy her tickets for our anniversary to go see Trivium, but I never did because it got canceled. And luckily I didn't. So, because Ticketmaster's being a douchebag to most people. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, good thing I didn't fucking commit then. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I told her about that. And that was it. Yeah. It's literally the only thing I was looking forward to all year. Yeah, for real. I haven't been to a big show like that for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still not going. Third row seating <laughs> pavilion, bro. For for Faith No More. Front and center, man. Oh, gonna... dude. Oh, oh, oh that's. that's I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back, man. The last big show I went to was probably not Fest last year. That was the last. That was awesome. Big show, yeah. That was awesome. I won tickets from the local radio station. I won oh, yeah, six of them. Free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won six of them, so I saw Slipknot and Behemoth for free, so it was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Lamb of God. Speaking, of, you've never seen Lamb of God, Jazz? No, I and I fucking missed it for like three <laughs> motherfucking times. That sucks, dude. And it's all because I'm working every time that they're here, right? Like this, I and I can never get that day off. And That's now true. when I can do it. You have all the time in the world. You have all the time in the world, right. (laughs) I've seen them, let me think, I've seen them five times. I want to say I saw them on the Subliminal Versus Tour with Slipknot, like 03, 04. I saw them on the Ashes of the Wake Tour. Earlier on, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. I saw them on the Ashes of the Wake Tour. I don't remember the name of the tour now. I saw them on Sacrament Tour. Um, oh, that's the best album. Yeah. More too, man. That's, <laughs> and, my that's my favorite Lamb of God album. Sacrament is? Yeah. I fucking love Sacrament. I remember when that album came out, I was like, fuck. I'm a lot of vocals he does on there and shit. Right. Like, that's just, that's something I go for and some of the shit I do. Right. And then uh, I saw them shortly. That was like the first tour back after 
after Randy got released. Yeah. From the Czech Republic, all that shit in the Czech Republic or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. The first two were back. I saw him at the rave in Milwaukee. Damn. And he was so that place was asses to elbows. <laughs> so it was the first Lamb of God tour back from uh, We wasn't sure if we were gonna see him again. God. Yeah. That was insane. Have you guys read his book? Yeah, I have his book. Oh my god. It's what a fucking great. read. I've read it like three times already. That's such an interesting read. It's like one of those books that you if you catch yourself kind of like down and out about life mm-hmm. read that book it'll help you he's so honest yeah he's so fucking honest that he does not hold back it's such a good book when i found out he was writing the thing and i found out he was going to release it i'm like oh shit where the fuck barnes and noble where is it <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about writing another book but and then you say talk about doing some about fiction some fiction work too oh wow in, the, in that book he talked about oh yeah he did the, yeah he did about, about, a little bit about surfing. And sure, yep. Wanted to do, uh, do more writing about, you know, That'd something cool. other than himself. And so I'm interested in anything he reads because even his Instagram, just the descriptions for his photos. Yeah. Like, a, I'm surprised he doesn't do like a photo book or something. He should. He dope. should definitely do a photo book. works phenomenal too. Because like Nikki Six did a photo book because after he wrote his book, he did a photo book after it. What was no, it? Like, I, his book? Yeah. He did like. Yeah, that's a good book too. He did a second book called like a think you're gonna hate me or i know why you hate me or something hate, hate me mm. and it's a it's like a hybrid book it's like a part two to heroin diaries but it's also like a photo book because he's a photographer oh, okay yeah, it's, it's a pretty good read i'm really big into like autobiographies i hear that so i read Corey taylor's yeah flashes and both were interesting reads he's honest Especially. as fuck too a little a little bit harsher, yeah, I but appreciate that. <laughs> I, started, I started to read it, but I, I complained too much in my own accord. So sure. reading somebody else complaining about something was like, oh, <laughs> all right. I like Corey Taylor. Don't get me wrong, but it was just a good book. I I read it yeah, he's funny though. He's fucking hilarious. He's just very intelligent dude. Uh, same for Manson too. Man, yeah. Marilyn Manson. That book. Very, very fuck that book. Long was, dark road to hell. Yep. Yeah. Long, yeah. Something like that. I got it sitting over there. I haven't read that in a while. I've read that like nine or ten times because it's such a good. So I read it back in like probably junior year. Okay. It's an old book. It's older now. That's a really good book. He needs to write it. Yeah, it is. He went through some shit. Went through some shit. You wonder wonder why Marilyn Manson turned out to be Marilyn Manson. Read the fucking book. (laughs) You gotta go through some shit to be like that. To be be like that. (laughs) Right. Fuck. Um, so speaking of like Lamb of God, how you, how you haven't had a chance to see him. What are some bands that you guys want to see that you've never had an opportunity to? I still really want to see Metallica. I yeah. don't care how old they are. That's my list too. <laughs> Same. Um, do, 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 do. What's I want to see Beyond Creation and I miss uh, Flesh God, Apocalypse. I saw them, dude. I've I seen them before, them, yeah. I, I saw really them at the Emerson. They were like right fucking there, like I didn't even wasn't even sure if they could play their shit live. I, I was too. I'm, no, I they could play that. it live. Oh my god, it's crazy! Dude. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> seen Carnifex. Okay. Uh, conducting from the grave. You've never uh, seen Carnifex? Yeah, they were there. No, they were there. Oh, they were there. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? How the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm throwing horns up, and since you know Emerson's so small, my my fucking fist bones, you know, going bump bouncing right off yeah. Scotty and Z caps and shit. Like, <laughs> you're that close. Like, same for Flesh God. The drum set's only like six feet in front of you because everybody's got their gear on stage. So it's like him watching. 
and just having PTSD from thinking of Emerson before when it was shit. That place yeah. Is, shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a local venue to you guys or like a? Oh yeah. Yeah, it, they're we're making a comeback now, I guess. So oh, there's. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I heard that they're pretty badass now. Oh, that, that's cool. I mean, I'm excited to see. I hope positive things for them. I'm not going to wish. Well, of course, I've seen. Black Dolly murder stopped coming here because of the sound. So I'm no, hoping. Oh no way. That's fucking brutal. Yeah, they played here the last time. They kept losing their sound, and they were. And then they haven't been back here since. And I'm like, fuck. They used to come here every tour. Got to respect their honesty, I guess. <laughs> But, you know, I, I hope. It is what it is. Yeah, I hope it's better now. And I hope everybody's right off to go check it out at some That's point. That's the problem with venues, man. It's like they keep dying off. And it sucks. Yeah. That's what's scared, scared me the most about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep, they keep falling. All the venues that may not be able to come back after right. this. Any small businesses in general. Right. And it's like, it's their source of income. And it's like, well, we can't have any shows. We, how are we going to pay the rent to keep the building open? Yeah. And not everybody's getting the grants. Yeah. But now I'm through this. So right. it is scary. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the younger band, especially the kids that are like under 21 that can't play in bars. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's like back in high school, which was fucking 14, 15 years ago for me now. Um, a lot of the bands that played out back then were high school mm -hmm. bands because yeah, there was two or three solid venues that were allowed all ages. So it inspired kids to pick up an instrument and pick up a microphone and jam on with their friends and make something of it. But now that the, like all the venues in Rockford, so at least currently are 21 and up venues or well, you could play, but you have to leave by 10 o'clock. No shit. You know what I mean? So you yeah. could play, you could open at fucking six, yeah. But you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't get to see the headliner because they'd play after ten. That's yeah. Up. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just I feel bad for the the younger generation that just has no inspiration to pick up an instrument anymore, and it's just I don't know, for, it bums me out because I had the time of my life doing that in fucking high school. You yeah. Know? So hopefully, hopefully after twenty twenty, life can just turn a new leaf and maybe. If I had the money, I'd open a venue in a heartbeat. Like, no doubt. I'm right there with you. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's something <laughs> no that doubt. everybody needs. Right. Regardless of your age and where you're at, I think you always need that opportunity, especially if you're a musician. Even if you can't do it full-time, you always need that opportunity to be able to show everyone that's what you can do. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, even if it's just house shows, too. Like, I'd play a house yeah. show, basement show in a heartbeat, man. Like, some of those old punk shows, that's where that's all I went. They just do a bunch of house shows on their yeah. on their rounds and everything. <laughs> and they were still respectful towards people's houses too. Like yeah, I sure. imagine you get pretty rowdy there and people, shit gets broke. Yeah, it happens, but that's you know it's it's part of it. Part of the right. It's, it's a yeah. fine print, it's what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a couple things broken. Your house will still be standing, but you might be missing a few glasses. Just Your mom's face. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So um, you guys mentioned a song. I'm gonna, I kind of want to get into this because I told Jazz I kind of want to talk about this a bit. Um, okay. You guys mentioned being that half the country's on fire. Um, <laughs> you guys mentioned <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you guys mentioned that you have a song based on racism, anti-racism, I should say. Yeah. So, was that easy to write? Being that Jazz is a part of the band. 
I we fucking wrote it before I got yeah, here. Yeah, I, like, I wrote, I wrote it before you got here. And, <laughs> oh, and shit. Like, well, hey, maybe we, yeah. now we don't feel like we're virtue signaling because it's, just, I just, it's a passionate thing for me because I'm just like, I don't, I can't hate anybody unless right. they have ill intention towards me. And even then, I'm still relatively forgiving. Right. You know, like, right. You'd have to have some kind of animosity toward what? You cut out? I'm here. You guys here? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you froze for a second. Yeah, I froze for a second. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was weird. I, just, I can't hate anybody. So it's a strong subject for me is that we all bleed the same. What's the point of hating somebody simply just because they're a different shade of skin tone than you? Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me to judge the character, not the person. Right. So I just, you know, I went off in that song, you know. And it's, there you go. Props to you, man, for sure. It's fun. That's a good song, too. And even so better. I just thought like, it, I perfect. think it's funny oh, because oh. I thought about the that South Park episode. You ever see that yeah. South Park episode where they make Faith Plus One, the Christian metal band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Carbon's like talking to Tolkien. He's like, go get your bass. He's like, I don't have a bass. He's like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Tolkien, you're black. You have a bass in your basement. Go get it. Like, I like the and then he's like, he's like, you know, he comes into the, into the department's house and he's sitting there and he's like, all right, Tolkien, play, play a good funk groove. And he's like, I don't know how to play guitar or play bass, Cartman. And he starts playing. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> I shared that and you like, just at me next time or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because you guys, I thought about when you guys were talking about your sound and how the funk part elements. I just thought about that episode the whole time. because It fits so well. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> so jazz for you, being yeah. being African American and, and playing heavy music, is it? Do you get weird looks because it's uncommon to see? Honestly, God, man, I've <laughs> I've this is I've never had a weird look. No, in the metal scene, that's awesome. I've been the most embraced through the metal community, and I've had some people reach out and tell me how much it means to them to see someone looking like me and look that looks like them up on stage and they appreciate how much they appreciate that. And I mean, it's something that I think about, but not, it's not something that I'm actively right. thinking about while I'm on stage. So Cause we got yeah. a couple bands. There's a couple yeah. bands in Rockford. One's called a uh, silent truth and the vocalist and the drummer are black. Yeah. And then there's another band. They're not from Rockford, but they're from the region. They're called black market democracy. And the whole band's the whole band's black every, yeah. every year. Musician in the band is all 100%. Every everybody, and I think that's really cool. How you know when you think of metal, it's like hockey. You know, you don't think there's not many. You know, there's not many black dudes playing or singing or whatever. So it's really cool to see the diversity kind of become more apparent. No, we have our punk roots you know yeah. and you got bands like bad brains that were, yeah you know, yeah that's true doing that shit it's like how can we draw influence from them without exactly. you know you're right properties man but no the metal community for me has always been so welcoming i've never had a problem with anyone matter of fact most people when they see me they're just like dude you're fucking awesome man because <laughs> they probably don't <laughs> expect it they probably no. don't expect it. That's awesome. Yeah. One thing people say about you is like you're not a slouch either. When you're playing, you're just fucking yanking those strings. You're bobbing your head. You're fucking Ooh, dancing. Like, like, yeah, I watched one of the. Quite a sound that we wouldn't have if you weren't in the band. Well, for sure. I, I mean that. I was watching a video on 
on your guys' Facebook page, like a live video or something, and fucking Jazz, you were getting it, man. <laughs> oh, everybody was getting it, but you know, you're just fucking going up there, just you know, doing your thing. It's fucking sweet. I love bands that have like a good live, like you know, they get into it. Mm. There's some bands that are just like you talk about Beyond Creation. Yeah, I saw them at Summer Slaughter one year, and they're yeah. so technical. They're just standing there. Yeah, I get that. And I'm like, like I'm just standing there in amazement, like, how the fuck are you doing <laughs> that? That's ridiculous yeah. but at the same time i'm like i'm the party man right and like i'm gonna throw myself there might be some blood some merch right. of other bands might get ruined right <laughs> <laughs> no sorry autumn yeah but there's something that i always go back to when it comes to my on-stage performance and it's something victor wooten said and on a in a youtube video is uh people may not always remember what you say but they will remember how they make how you make them feel there and that translate into your playing. So you can right. play the most technical stuff out there, but they're not going to remember that. But they'll remember if you're playing some simple, simple groove, but it's got a good feel to it. They'll remember how they were able to dance and how they could, how they were able to get into that groove with you. Right. So if you, I'm not all. It's not that I'm not playing technical stuff, but if I can get in the groove with you that you're going to remember, and you can dance to and you can mosh to, I feel like that's more important than getting the technicality out there. Right. I like I can appreciate a groove more than technical because like there was a time I saw uh, Animals as Leaders and it was right when they first came out yeah. and Tosin is up there grooving jamming and everybody's just kind of standing there like how the f- <laughs> well he's just out there mind fucking everybody <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> and, you know so there's no awesome, there's no vocals and he comes up to the mic and he's very timid he's very soft spoken and he goes hey um hey hey guys uh, you, you know you can move, right? It's <laughs> like, meant to groove with. You know? Everybody's just standing there in amazement at the fucking. Just, how are you? How many strings are on that? How the fuck are you? How are you doing? We just want to make sure you're real. This is why we actually showed up. Right. Like, you exist. Like that. That your freaking guitar neck's thicker than my leg. Like, what are you? How are you doing this? And he just like bread and butter, dude. Yeah. He's all over this. Yeah, dude. he's so. I cool, love Yeah. Speaking of Tosin and being that he's African American, what are some of your favorite African American musicians that you can think of? Well, there's Victor Wooten, Thundercat. Yeah. Thundercat's my favorite bassist right now, my favorite modern bassist right now. He is out there with all his own, with uh, all his style, and he comes, he, he does not compensate, or I think that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. He combines technicality with. Feel though, and he just makes it effortless. Yeah, yeah. and he—he's just all over shit. He does. He's not trying to appeal to anyone, you know. Right. Right. And this the shit he dresses up in too. Like his yeah. whole outfit is like he just rocks everything. <laughs> <laughs> he is himself. Out there in a kimono he is himself. Yeah. Regardless of what he's playing. Right. I mean, some big ones for me, you know, LeJohn Witherspoon from Seven Dust, of course. Oh yeah. Um, I love Seven Dust. I've been, I grew up on Seven Dust, so I'm just like a huge, you know, Seven Dust fan myself. Um, Mike Smith from Suffocation. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not, I don't think he, I don't think he's in the band anymore. But his fucking blast beats back in the day, dude. Those first Suffocation albums. Yeah. Fucking what? How do you <laughs> like? Because I went through in high school, I went through a really big like old school death metal phase. 
So yeah. I listened to like all like the 80, late 80s, early 90s albums that came out. Okay. And uh, yeah, fuck. There's not, I mean, you think about it, there's really not many African-Americans in, in big bands, which is kind of goofy. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. It's slowly growing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now. You know, everybody's minds are opening, so yeah, exactly. you see a little bit of everybody and everything now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, like even, like, just in general, metal has broken the mainstream a little bit with, like, stuff like Poppy, even. Yeah. Like, no, right. it's not for everybody, but, <laughs> dude, like, it, I think some of the shit's pretty cool, and I'll go, I'm not going to hate against it, because anything that brings metal to, the, you know, the bigger picture, like, I think that's great, like, no matter who you are. Like, right. I'm not mad at the Kardashians wearing band tees. Like, if you want to fucking promote us, go for it. I mean, sure. yeah, you want to make it trendy as fuck, that's fine. Don't <laughs> really hurt yourself on them, but at the same time, you're you're doing good for us. See, it only bothers me if the bands, if they, if the, if those guys, like, or girls, I should say, you know, fucking wear metal merch as an aesthetic. Hopefully the bands that they're wearing get a fucking cut out of it. Like, yeah, otherwise. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, yeah. You know, uh, donating for the tours, you know. Like, <laughs> right. I'm it. Come to our city. You're gonna come to our show. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play for the Kardashians someday. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> it's weird because I hate the stigma that metalheads get. You know, people hear the music and they see how aggressive and raw and just violent and angry it sounds. But people, what people don't realize is that it's a release of anger. It's a release. Yeah. Of, exactly. It's, it's We're not, not all this and. Hate and race no, it. Right. I love everybody. If you love me, respect me. Right. You know, I've met people that have met me and they got to know me, and they're like, "You're one of the light nicest dudes I've ever met." I'm like, "That's what you get for judging a book by its cover, fucko." Yeah. <laughs> I like wearing black. Fuck off. Right. Black, I don't care. It's the only genre you, where you can go through Walmart or the mall or somewhere, yeah. and you can see a dude wearing a Slayer T-shirt. You're like, "Hey, you're cool." I like you. Yeah. What's your name? It's not fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, weird. Firing in the cereal office. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get my fruity pebbles, man. <laughs> but it's just funny how, like, you know, like I said, the stigmas and like you guys said, like racism and metal is pretty much non-existent. You know. It's there. It's, it's there, there, but not. Especially if you read the comment section on metal well, stuff. Yeah. Shit, you know, you fucking you see some the older guys and fucking. Don't get me wrong, I like Pantera, but in fucking, you got the, the Pantera heads out there. Yeah, and you get a point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point there. But, I'll make it clear, there's definitely racism in metal, but I've never experienced it, and it's not as prominent as it's Modern made metal. Out. Yeah. Modern like, metal, for modern sure. Metal. Some of like the older bands like Pantera, it's just all how you're raised, I mean. <laughs> you know I mean? Everybody's... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's just me. Um but I mean, it's it's good to see just the diversity starting to, not just not just for like African American members, but like you see a more Asian people playing, you see more, yeah, you know, more Mexican. Time and, now, like it, it it's a struggle now, and it's been you know it's been a struggle for a very very long time. But I feel like eventually we'll you know we'll have, music will be one hundred percent open. You just you are what you are, and you like what you like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I think. Because then, yeah. if you restrict people restricting themselves to one genre and just yeah. one type of people, and like, you know, just open your mind to everything, man, because you never know what you'll draw influence from. Exactly. Right. I hate metal uh, elitists. I try. I to like fuck country. Old, older country. <laughs> I dabble. I mean, I got a weird like. 
I got weird like Adele. Like my if I had to pick like a fucking guilty pleasure. Oh. Adele, that chick has some oh, pipes. Don't I don't even call that a guilty pleasure. I'm mean, like, she's fucking great. A, she's got some fucking pipes, man. I'm like, how are you? I'm a sucker for good pop singers. I, I like fucking <laughs> Lana Del Rey and shit. Like, I, I love her too, man. I don't, uh, don't call it guilty pleasure. Have, have yeah. yeah. Love what you love, man. True, fucking, true. very true. I can even get down some Katy Perry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my fiance, she's, she's not a metalhead. Like at all. I mean, she's she's a you know a little spice of it, but she's more of like a top forty pop country fan. So when she's driving, we'll listen to her music. When I'm driving, she listens to my music. So I've kind of been exposed to more. Yeah, I've kind of been exposed to more like the top forty, you know, poppy stuff. And it's like some of the shit. It's like all right, this kind of bops a bit. I can't. Yeah. Can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Get you know that Billie Eilish. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I, I fucking love Billie Eilish. She can do no wrong. Great might have ruined that guy, but check out the whole yeah, fucking album, true. dude. I can respect her for her achieving her fame levels and achieving her at such a young age and not yeah. using her body to do it. No, that exactly. That, right. that I can respect. For like sure. she's awesome as a person in general and then on top of that her music is just it stands out and she can actually sing i watched her cover she did a cover of bad by michael jackson yeah okay she nails that cover like you know, no effects on her voice or anything her brother played it on acoustic i believe and it was beautiful i'm not to, to make you, you have to check that, that out yeah. <laughs> but like you think about all the other like teen icons from today to yesterday even i mean like they use their bodies yeah. To, like get the fucking exposure, but that like, Billie Eilish is doing it with you know her look, like just her look on her face, you know, and then her just everything. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just can appreciate. Oh, she doesn't get into the partying drug scene either, yeah, which exactly. I can admire that, especially especially when when you got that level of fame and she's still able to right push you know that influence away. I, I think Ooh. it's great. She's a pretty good uh, role model. For younger teens, especially, especially, you know. yeah. I mean, especially in the internet age, the digital age. I mean, it's it's real easy for kids to get a hold of anything on the internet now, you know. And it's a lot cooler to do drugs now. Right, right. Which is sucks. Which is why I hate like how you know some of these younger younger rappers that glorify you know, drug use or abusing yeah. women or just like that. And then they pass away unexpectedly at a very young age and they get praised. And it's like, why are you praising? That influence to try and divert from right. that path, not become another fall in line the same way. And right. I think that, I think that's just part of the fault of the music industry as a whole. Rap is, a, is whether we want to admit it or not, rap is the new rock in modern yeah. True. No, that's true. Yeah. I will agree with that. Yep. They're the new rock stars, and now they're going through all the shit that rock stars used to go through. They're doing right. drugs and they're dying from their OD, and it's a lot to handle when there's no one there really to guide you on. True. Very true. And, and that's what sells too. Yeah. And like everybody yeah. wants to talk about, you know, popping Molly and yeah, doing all that and shit. shit. Yeah, right. Going to graves and festivals and shit, and that's that's yeah, that's some of the I mean, like I'm not a parent, but like I see shit like that, I'm like, why the fuck? Like, I don't want my kids being exposed. I mean, if you want to like the music, sure, but don't go fucking stealing Zanny bars from my uncle. 
you know, or, you know, or whatever. Well, I can listen to this shit and don't have to copy in it, but right. if that was the case, man, my dad would have brainwashed me with Eminem. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love you know what I mean? Like, no, it's cool, man. Like, <laughs> just saying, man. I feel like kids today, they're so spongy. They're like spongier than I was when I was a kid. Yeah. So they take, since it's just a world of information now at a click of a button, yeah. they take in so much more yeah. stuff in a quicker yeah, moment. Yeah. So like stuff like that, it's like kids just glue to that. And everybody's more hyper aware of what's going on too. Right. Like with, with social media, it's like t- echo chamber slash tunnel vision. Like this is what we're talking about. This is what we're staying on and we're going to keep feeding it to you. Feeding yeah, it to you. Right. I had to like, fucking everybody stressed out with anxiety and shit now and depression. Right. Like you wonder why because we're constantly filtered due to days the negative. Right. <laughs> Everything bad. Like know? I had to unfollow a whole bunch of people that that kept posting about bullshit and all the local news stations. Right. Because I'm like, especially about the virus. I'm like, you're yeah. fucking up. You're fucking up my meme stream here. I want to see. <laughs> like. Yeah. Get your negativity out of here. I want to see some funny stuff. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. I like that this they have their own page for the news. If you want to go look at it and see it, look at it, but this shouldn't be the only thing you dwell on. Because yes, it's serious and it's happening, but at the same time you Everybody gotta give yourself a, a mental break right. from it. Everybody it's not good for your mental health to just exactly. dwell on exactly. everything that could go wrong. Cause th- th- that'll it'll never get you anywhere. You gotta right. you know. It's just it go it went from the virus, it went straight from the virus and all that negativity. Straight into the shit that happened in Minneapolis. Yep. And now everybody's a fucking, you know, expert, expert on that. And it's like, shut up, just stop, just stop. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't, I care, but I don't care about your opinion 19 different times in a day. <laughs> no. you, know? Definitely <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shut up. Like, I get it. And it's just like, yeah, what happened in Minneapolis was tragic in every sense of the word. It should have never happened. Yeah. And I understand why people are speaking up and, and, and protesting. I get it. I'm with you. Every right to do so. I'm with you on that, but I don't care about your fucking opinion. <laughs> you know, you protesting, that yeah, is your opinion. Right. You want to go out and protest yeah. and, and speak for the, the what's going on today in a positive yeah. way? That's your yeah. opinion. I don't want to hear you type it out four times a day, five times a day. It's a time where we raise each other up, not tear each other down. Right. Because right now, like, even no matter which side you're on, we got, you know, we have our own president fucking declaring war on his people, essentially. Right. So, Pretty much. You know, like, dude, that should be a red flag for everybody. Hey, like, he put, he's put, threatening to put the military on us, on the states that say that, like, they don't, like, no, fuck that. We ain't doing it. We're not going to bring the military <laughs> here. And he's like, I will bring, send the military there. It's like, no, oh, yeah, the governors don't. Yeah. I'm like, man. That's bullshit, dude. No, yeah. that's. That should be a red flag for everybody, no matter yeah. what political fucking dumb spectrum you're on. Just, just that he's, he's declaring war on his own people. And- pretty much, pretty much. I mean, the whole thing kind of got. I feel like, especially for the Floyd family, mm-hmm. this shit has gotten so far that direction that it's no longer about George Floyd anymore. No, it, that's it was what it should be about. about him either. It was yeah. about for everybody that's fucking had to take a bullet because. For some reason, we just can't get our fucking shit straight. I mean, this is all really just what we're seeing now is just a culmination of every death that we've seen. Right, exactly. 
these modern times, especially um, with it all being recorded and it's all been seen. Digital age, man. And each time it seemed that the police have gotten off on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I, can, I understand the frustration and why everybody wants to voice their opinions. But at the same time, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm mentally drained. I just want to play music. And right. Right. Exactly. Raise each other up. During just, this time. just not fucking. Like you said, Isaiah, everybody bleeds the same blood. I mean, that's just all fucking. Yeah. Blood, you know, and fucking just get along. Fucking go to a show, jam out. I mean, fuck. Right. Go to the bar, have a beer. Who cares? The government doesn't want to see this. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a clickbait. It's not a clickbait article. Peace isn't a clickbait right. article. That's why they fucking. They make money off units for the love. Right. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. And everybody has an opinion on that. Everybody's a fucking expert and everybody, you know, this call out culture shit's getting out of hand. I just call out and say, people make mistakes. People may have said some shit fucking 10, 12 years ago. You know, I know I've said some shit. I've said some shitty things. Right. I grew since then. I came from a small town, fucking Logansport, Indiana. So like not everybody's exactly the most open minded there. Right. You know, it's like the shit that happened. I fucking, I admit to my shit and fucking, I'm nowhere near that person anymore. And even when I said dumb shit, I was never, I was never a hateful individual. I just didn't take things seriously and thought I was being funny. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and then you realize, you know, down the road, that shit ain't funny anymore. That shit ain't cool anymore. And you learn a little bit more respect. Everybody was a fucking angsty, punky ass. Exactly. Exactly. I was (laughs) who I am now versus who I was. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And I don't think anybody will be doing anything. I think everybody's fucking call out call. There's a way to deflect from their selves. I guess. I feel like if everybody could go back and look at who they were in high school, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. (laughs) What do you stop? (laughs) Quit doing that. (laughs) But it's like, there's like the shit with the ghost inside. You know, they kicked yeah, the fucking baseball. Out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, well, he has no that dude had no excuse." <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. But it's just the call out culture because I was like fucking six, seven years ago, and the Ghost Inside yeah. themselves have been through so much shit as a band. Yeah, you know, with the, was the drummer that lost his leg or both his legs or something. Yeah, and, that it. and he's still killing it too. He's man. still yeah. He Figured lost a out. leg or something or an arm or he's the drummer did. They got in a really bad accident and shit like that. And then you wow. Know, and you know, coming back from that, and then all of a sudden, somebody's salty with the bass player and calls him out on some on a, you know, a moment of weakness he had in life eight years ago, and all. Now he's kicked out of the band. Oh, he got kicked out. Yeah, they kicked him out. Oh fuck! The ghost they knew he was saying now that you can't kick him out. Now you That's fucking cool. already done. He, you right. guys, they all they were aware, well aware of what he was saying. Right. So you got uh, just as guilty as him if you just let it happen. You know, I mean, I don't agree with anything that was talked about by any means I, mean, I don't know what he said but i, I understand he called all the bus driver i think he dropped the hard r a few times he oh, yeah. dropped the hard yeah. r i understand a moment of weakness and sorrow so right i i don't like to judge anybody on their past too much unless me like it's current they're still it's still doing it right <laughs> at that point obviously <laughs> you mean what you're fucking saying it, they're still fucking mean people it. grow and right. i think social media has forgotten that people on social media have forgotten that take people change over time Right and judge someone currently on their past self is unfair and unjust, in my opinion. I feel like for for anybody, being that it's the digital age, if you feel like you're gonna say something stupid and type it out, 
everything could be screenshotted. So yeah. <laughs> Carefully choose your words. Carefully choose your words. Otherwise, yeah, you're just wide on posting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something to do with the music, I'll do that. But other than that, it's memes and cute cats right. and memes and funny shit, man. Yeah. But it's just like. I just use I just, right. <laughs> I just use the ghost inside as an example because I just released a new album which I fucking love. I checked it out at work over the. Week. I watched the new music video and that was heartwarming enough. So I'm I'm not particularly in like I'm not, I can't say I'm a fan. Right. They, they put on a fucking hell of a live show and they're they were high energy you know before and whatnot. But you know I just. Right. It was still heartwarming to see them work through that and come back. You know, right. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, just respect for them on that alone. Right. And then, you know. Well, now there's the whoever I saw a post the other day, whoever it was that called out dude from Ghost Inside is now getting called out himself for doing something stupid. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Like, you fire, now you got to fire this guy. Oh, oh my God. Like, stop. It's like, it's oh. like, just fucking. It, it can only go so far. How far can we take it? Right. You know? It's like, you're just going to call everybody out for something dumb they said six years ago? It's just, you're not gonna win you know right. now this dude's career is potentially over as a musician if not over yeah. already because yeah. his name's out there people know what it was he's not gonna be in another band oh fucking even oh, fuck, the fucking dude from a uh, norma jean too but he's yeah. just he keeps saying dumb shit though so i mean on his end it's kind of like you're, you, he asked for it yeah because now every time i die he's like well, we're not playing with you anymore <laughs> and then fucking uh forget what other, uh, fuck, I can't remember what other band they were like talking, saying they weren't going to play with them anymore. Either. We don't, we're not going to let make sure that you don't play any shows in Ohio. Oh, yeah. And shit like that, yeah. too. I was like, fuck. Damn. Know. But, dude, I mean, dude's posting a bunch of conservative fucking oh. bullshit anyway. So, I mean, yeah. he's kind of asking for it. He didn't learn from mistakes. He's still fucking carrying on. So, that's a different story. Right. That guy. Yeah, it's people like that. Like, but I'm curious as well. I want to know what everybody. <laughs> I want to know what everybody's doing. But at the same time, I don't want to sit in there and fucking. Ooh, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Because especially if you know Donald takes off, and we're gonna be all up in that scene. So it's like this is fair. But hopefully, yeah. man, I, you guys got some serious uniqueness. So I can definitely see once this bullshit, the virus finally dissipates enough to where some sense of normalcy can come back. You guys can be consistently active and out there playing every weekend and making that's the hope. That's the damn dream. So we'll hopefully, hopefully you guys and for every other band in the same shoes you're wearing. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but you know, I feel for the younger bands, man. I really do. It sucks. It sucks yeah. so much, especially for when they're just now going. Because even because Indomitable, we took, we stepped down a little bit when it came to at least the creative side. We're still trying to figure out the more technical side, you know, getting merch figured out, which right. we have when the currently in the works of getting that taken care of. Yep. People want the shirts and pop, uh, sockets. pop sockets. Pop yeah. sockets are so popular right yeah. now. Fuck yeah, get them while they're hot, man. Right, fuck. <laughs> but, you know, we're working on that shit. And so, like, in the meantime, I got another project, Simulacra, that we're doing, well, that I'm doing, and they're located out of Pennsylvania. But, they're still able to keep writing because they, they're recording everything on their computers. So right. everybody told you to send each other, like Tyler will send me a song and I'm able to work on that. Right. You know? And so, so still keeping, everybody's still keeping busy. In the meantime, Jazz has a guest oh, spot yeah. and a couple other things he's, he's been working on as well. So we're all still trying to keep busy in the meantime with all this because you don't, don't want to let 
you know, it's kind of overwhelming. It's hard when it, get, it gets kind of depressing with everything that's going on. So right. that has an impact on your mm -hmm. art, whether that's true. good or bad. You get, get the writer's block sometimes, or you pull from that pain and make something beautiful out of it. Which kind of like I'm hoping we're all trying to do in this moment. Right. Well, for me in the podcast, it, it the virus kind of indirectly affected what I've done. Because at the yep. time when it first started, I was trying to buy a new house. I was trying to look for a new job. I was trying to do a whole bunch of shit that distracted my focus. And, you know, it was harder to get a hold of bands to be able to do stuff because they couldn't promote any shows if they had, you know, it was really hard for bands to really be able to put anything out there to promote because there's nothing going on. Yeah, 100%. You know, lost in this, like, but you got to figure out something to mm -hmm. tell the people, you know. Right. The only thing you really have is new music. I mean, obviously, there's no shows happening, you know. <laughs> there's and, still a lot of people releasing plenty of music out there, especially a lot of people taking time in this downtime to write. Like, they're not working. So, like, right, exactly. the best you can do is try and be creative. Right. Whether that's in music or art and painting and sculpting and whatnot, you know. Right. Try and keep that creative outlet going. Be creative and then your art will thank you for it too. Yeah, true. Fucking will make the best art when it comes from a place of pain. That's very true. Very, very true. Portrait. Right. But yeah, so like for me, it, it if I couldn't put 100% of my focus on helping other bands, there's no point in me doing it right now. I feel that. You know what I mean? Because if I can't put my best foot forward and my best effort to help bands and give them a voice that they wouldn't have otherwise there's no point in me doing it. So I took a couple months off. I'm just like, all right, I need to get my fucking house figured out. I need to move in. I need to figure this job thing out. I got to get my ducks in a row and then I'll come back. And here we are. <laughs> so well, took a few months. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Cause like when you, when we talked, I mean, you jazz yeah. and me and you talked initially, I think what I made a post on like some group or something, didn't I? Uh, yeah. So I think it was, the, it was either the world metal scene or that technical death metal. Some, yeah. Something like that. One of those metal pages. Yeah. And then after, <laughs> shortly after we came in contact, the shit hit the fan. And, you know, <laughs> like, funny. fuck. It's kind of funny when you, go, when you look at it. Yeah. From, from the outside. It's like, right. oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for you guys, especially, you guys are one of those bands that reached out to me before the shit hit the fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking, if I can't Not. focus 100%, I feel like I'm doing you guys a disrespect. Because no, no. you're not getting my all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to have you guys here. I'm happy to actually be doing an interview and not just a, a showcase of, of your songs and stuff. So I'm really happy yeah. to, to have you guys here. It's the second interview. Well, technically the fourth, but the second interview in this format where we're actually talking one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one-on-two, -on -two, I should say. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've been talking for a little over an hour, I think, now at this point. Damn. We're on it. We were fucking. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you wanted to think? We're probably ended here. It's been. Sounds good to me. Pretty fucking decent episode, I say. <laughs> <laughs> My social anxiety. I honestly didn't know if we were gonna make it this far. I figured, <laughs> I figured at some point you'd ask something, and we'd be like, duh, duh, no, no, right. Good. It's a fucking. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful day out. I want to go out and go out and fucking enjoy it. Do some shit, you know. Yeah, last time I was out there, it wasn't too hot yet, but it might end up being a uh, scorcher. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 you 
you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Jazz. Thank you, Isaiah, for taking the time. Thanks for having with me. And uh, definitely can't wait to hear the new album. I'm super excited to hear what you guys got in store. Uh-huh. And then uh, once that comes out, we'll definitely have to do a part two. Talk about oh, for sure. Day. We'll have more to tell you. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for that. So uh, thank you for your time, guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And uh, I'll probably air this episode next week. Sounds good. Hell yeah. But I'll keep you guys updated and everything and send you links and everything. And cool. Fuck yeah. So thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. Later, Matt. Have a good night. Take it easy. Man, what a fucking great conversation. I just, the, the the weirdest thing about it and the most crazy thing for me, uh, especially with that interview, is that that's the first time I've ever spoken a word, like an actual word, in communication with those guys. The only person I've been in contact with is Jazz. And we've only ever, quotes in the air, spoken uh, via Facebook Messenger. Because uh, we kind of talked about it a bit in the interview. Um but I made a post in a metal group, like a metal fan group, uh, about the podcast, and Jazz was one of the people that responded to it. And he's the only person that I've been in contact with. And then during this interview, there was only a couple minutes beforehand once we got connected in the in the chat and everything and got the recording going and making sure everything was fine with, you know, I could hear them, they could hear me, and stuff like that. And... um about halfway through it, towards the end there, I felt like I've known these dudes for years. And it's the first time I've ever spoken to them. And that's a really, really awesome experience. Uh, really awesome guys. Really happy to have them be a part of episode 29 of Straight to the Core. Yeah. Um, YouTube, don't forget, if you happen to listen to this episode first and you want to put a voice to the face of myself, Jazz, or Isaiah the video podcast edition of this episode will be available the same time this episode airs on Spotify and all your other favorite podcast streaming outlets. Uh, just search for Straight to the Core Podcast on YouTube. I mentioned it in the beginning of the episode how I fucking hate YouTube URLs, how I can't just say youtube.com forward slash probably straight core pod and just like everything else. Not that simple. I hate it. I hate it especially trying to promote not only my podcast channel, you know, YouTube channel, but also promoting bands that I feature that have YouTube content. It's so hard to vocally promote a YouTube URL because it's just nonsense. But either way, uh, please subscribe. I would love you more than words. Um, a lot of cool things coming on the YouTube channel. I got ideas. Sky's the limit. Uh, but the interview with Jazz and Isaiah will be up on there as well. Um, so yeah, it's about an hour and 23 minutes deep, so I don't want to leave the epilogue too long. Um, thank you all so much for your continued support. Um, shout out to Indomitable. Again, I cannot wait to hear uh, what you got planned for that EP that we talked about. Uh, super excited. Hopefully, Hopefully sometime soon, once this virus dies down, and everything somewhat finds a certain sense of normalcy again. Uh, like we mentioned in the interview, hopefully uh, I can find a way to get you guys out here to play a show. If not, then I'll have to come find you guys, either in Indiana or Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest. It's not that far away. <laughs> um, so hopefully soon and we can you know, 
shoot the shit for a while and jam out and hear some hear Scorcher live and and all the other stuff you got in the works. Super excited for that. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We'll see. We'll see. But either way, thank you everybody for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview with Indomitable. Uh, I think I'm gonna end it here. Um. So as always, thank you for everything. Uh, shoot us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I did make a link tree. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, so the new website link, if you will, and all the social media is the link tree link. And in there, you know, I got all the social media, the YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I also included links to our affiliates, Noob Heavy at noobheavy.com with Carcass Bomb, as well as links to Rhodes Entertainment with Joshua Rhodes. Um, both links to both of their websites are available in there, our main affiliates. So show them some love as well. Um, and I also have some links to some of the major podcast streaming outlets like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I think I put CastBox in there, and I feel like I put one more. I don't remember. But either way, it's all in there. If not, you can always go to anchor.com or anchor.fm forward slash straightcorepod. Uh, where all those links are also available. But either way, thank you again so much. Uh, This has been a great episode 29. I will talk to you all next week. Uh, Next week will not be an interview. It will be back to the same formula that Straight to the Core started on, where we have a couple bands uh, to come on. We'll feature a few tracks. I'll talk about them and review them and stuff. It'll be fun. So until then, I will talk to you guys next week. My name is Matt Massacre. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay cool out there. If you're in the states, it's fucking hotter than balls. <laughs> uh, don't do anything. I, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you soon.